0: Brandon Robertson is, I th- think, a progressive pastor. I think he would be okay with me using that title with him. I have been uh, friendly with him over social media a bit. I was trying to sit down with me, him, and Phil Vischer. He's in. He's on the East Coast, Phil Vischer's in Chicago. We, we weren't able to make it happen, but that is something that I hope to do with him specifically. But to his credit, he decided to call in to James White and to Jeff Durbin. attempting to—I I don't know if this was supposed to be a debate or th- what this was, but to have a f- pretty serious conversation with not just Def, Jeff Durbin, but to James with James White. Now, James White and Jeff Durbin, I'm not a Calvinist. I don't adhere to a lot of their doctrine, but you got to give it up to James White for his work on textual criticism, debates with Bart Ehrman, debates with Muslims, debates with um, all kinds of amazing people. So James White has done, like, hundreds of formal debates— All over the spectrum. And Jeff Durbin has done a few. I don't think he's as uh, polished with his debating skills. But nevertheless, these are two guys that know how to communicate. They know how to debate. Um, And so what the issue comes down to here is super fascinating. And it's the issue of Romans chapter 1. So, of course, the conversation comes up of LGTV. And in the trailer, they showed how they you know, acknowledge that this is something that Brandon seems to deal with and that um, the way he, come, he came to his current theology obviously had some influence from this proclivity he has. Now, uh, when they get to the bare bones and a lot of this debate, you hear James White just speaking to him in Greek, speaking to him in Hebrew, James White is extremely educated on these things. When you hear James White saying these things, he, Brandon Robertson finally concedes a point on the topic of LGTV, okay? But the alternative that he gives is wild. And, and I'm not going to go through the whole debate. Go watch the debate. I think it's a really interesting debate. But this one point really was like, wow, okay, so this is this is what it comes down to. I like how uh, James White's always wearing like Gucci sweaters and like dressing like a rapper. Um, here we go
2: or things like that or because well, like, as you know there's probably what how, how many how many let, let's see if, if you and i can agree on something else today i would say i've seen at least 20 different ways of trying to explain that phrase from from the apostle paul to get around it having anything to do with the idea that homosexual sex is is parafusis. would you agree about at least at least 20
3: I'm sure there are many, many ways. And I have a new book coming out in twenty twenty four where I do a deep in-depth study of all of these verses. And so we could I would love to see your analysis of my approach to these scriptures. But what I will say is, I don't I do agree that it seems the most likely reading of Romans one is that the context of that sexual behavior is related to greco-Roman idolatry. Now,
0: the. Other- okay, so Romans one, okay, Romans one, it says, That's why God abandoned them over to their shameful desires. Now just keep put a pin in that word shameful because we got to come back to that word in a second. Even the woman turned down against the natural way to have SEX and instead indulged in SEX with each other. And the men, instead of having normal SEX relations with women, turned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. So, here is Paul, in Romans 1, is not using a word, because the argument for the word is like, well, the word was, that word didn't exist until 1946, right? Well, here, there's an actual act being described, similar to what the Leviticus law is saying about that specific act. So, the act is being described. Now, how they maneuver and twist around this verse, this is a new one, by the way, is that they say, well, that word, shameful, it doesn't mean sinful it means shameful the way that paul said that a man with long hair is shameful okay that's their that's that's the apologetic from the affirming side now, listen to what Brandon Robertson does here, because this is, this, is, this is impressive on his part. The other
3: side that I'm also willing to concede is that I do believe Paul has a patriarchal worldview. Paul believes the created order is fundamentally patriarchal. I reject that. I believe that the reason Paul would believe that homosexual sex is sinful is because it's a man emasculating another man. It's threatening the patriarchal ordering of
1: So option one is that Paul
0: isn't really condemning this act. He's just saying "Eh, it's shameful. Option two is it's the patriarchy. Option two is it's the patriarchy. The patriarchy did it. And Paul is operating under a patriarchal white supremacy system. (laughs) Because those two always go together. And therefore, Paul... Is wrong. You guys think I'm stupid? I'm not stupid, guys. I I know this. That is the argument, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, those are the two options you have, and so uh, listen to, again, okay, and sometimes you just got to let people talk, right? Listen to the. I think sponsor. that's a
3: worldview Paul inherits from his culture. I don't believe that's the divine ordering of the world. I don't believe that that's the right ordering of the world.
1: But you don't really know though, because from the start of this conversation, you said you don't. You don't really think you can know what that objective standard is. Whoops. He did, he's, yeah, he did say that more. So you make, you're making I, I ethical mean, claims against patriarchy and all the rest, and I don't really know what, you're, what you mean by that. I probably, would probably want to get to know you mean. more and ask you uh, what you mean, yeah. so I wouldn't want to re- misrepresent you. But we started this conversation with you admitting that because you've rejected Scripture at the reference point, you don't really know that there's any objective standard, so out, you're really just guessing.
2: Because
1: if, no, if, there's,
0: if there's no objective right or wrong from Scripture, then how could you ever say patriarchy is right or wrong? You, we first have to agree that there's a clear objective
1: realities.
3: No, see, Jeff, you continue to re- misrepresent me from the. I'm very dealing
1: with your epistemology. I'm not no, misrepresenting not. you. You're anybody, not. listen. Not. There's a okay, listen. Wait, wait, one wait. last thing. You, anybody can, Brandon. Anybody's gonna be able to take their finger and scroll back to the beginning of the it's conversation very, where, conversation I'm where I'm not sat black and
2: white.
1: Should we? Should we do that?
0: <laughs> should we do that? Let's let's pull it back to the beginning of the
3: conversation.
1: Right. And so you responded to that on Instagram, we can have a discussion about it. And so I think it'd be good to start there. What do you think?
3: Yeah, well, I know that was in a context of a broader conversation, not exactly sure what particular video you're responding to, but I do think the question of what standard do we define morality uh, by is an important one. And I do think we all probably start at different places. Um, You two uh, presumably believe that the Bible is the inerrant inspired word of God, and that is your objective moral standard. I would say that perhaps there is an objective moral standard, but I don't know. I don't believe that we can know it objectively.
0: (laughs) Perhaps there is an objective moral standard, but I don't know if we can know it objectively.
3: And um, I don't think that the Bible is uh, the inerrant word of God, and therefore, I also don't think all of the morality that we find in the pages of the Bible is um, worthy of being followed. Um, and so we have two different starting places for where yeah. we base our morality. No, it's a good
1: place to start. I'm glad you brought it up just like that. So that video in particular was... Res- <laughs>
0: I think Jeff did that, knowing like, all right, I'm going to come back to this. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back to well, this.
3: It's because it's a man emasculating another man. It's re- <laughs> All right,
1: so let's let's get back. Now, I'm saying that you, on ethics, are saying that you're not sure, you don't really know if there's a subjective standard. Maybe that's possible to get to it. And yet, here we go. And yet, you still continue to make ethical claims, Brandon. As we can't. I've never and you're said, the center. I
3: cannot know ethical truth. You're the center.
1: Oh, no, I know that you make ethical claims. You're misunderstanding the argument. This is an epistemological question. <laughs> it's an epistemological <laughs> question. I know you make That's ethical claims, but I'm I saying believe... that you have no justification for your ethical claims because you've abandoned God. That's
3: not true. I worship God. I lead people to God. I study the word of God. I speak
1: to not people Not the about... true God. You're a false teacher, Brandon. Wait, but you, you, need to, you need word. to you need you said, grapple you with that. Said you st- this man,
0: uh, this is another example of someone calling somebody a false teacher to their face in the most polite and sweet way possible. Study the word of God, which I mean, yes. I guess you mean you study Jesus, Jesus. or something,
2: but I'm not sure yes. how that works. But yes. I, I just, the problem, we, we, we jumped over it for a second, but you started talking about patriarchy and stuff like that. The problem is the verse that I'm quoting from is about women. And, no, it, and, and the objection, but, but the, obj, the objection is clearly from creation, not just yes, some Paul type assume, of, but but creation. Paul
3: assumes patriarchy is the ordering of creation.
2: It's the result of the fact that God created this world to function in a particular fashion. And if it doesn't function in that particular fashion, it brings death.
0: Should we keep going? Shall we keep going? Can't blame everything on the patriarchy, ladies and gentlemen. You can't do it. There are certain things that just have a natural order to them. This is called natural law, okay? can look at certain things and how they were designed to work and go, well, when these two things happen, that happens. When these two things happen, nothing happens. In fact, the opposite happens. All right. So, uh, it's not patriarchy. That's not white supremacy. That's not right. This is, this is just, it's just common sense. And
2: that's what, that's obviously
3: not true. Loving, consensual, same-sex relationships do not bring death.
2: They don't bring life. And in fact, but, the average, in fact, the average lifespan of the active homosexual is considerably shorter than the married uh, heterosexual. That That's a fact. You know that to be a
3: fact. That's not
1: the fact. You, that, 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 that is a fact, though. Does You're
2: homosexual
1: sexuality... We cannot procreate, of course. You cannot. You cannot. It does not bring life. It does, does, not does not bring, bring life. life. Your worldview... And,
2: and not just procreation, though. Does it bring life when it you brings. have a relationship with someone else that is not etzer konegdo?
3: This is again the evangelical problem when you read into the images and the metaphors and the allegories of Scripture and you try to make them these categories of objective truth.
2: I mean, like Jesus did when he used the same text from Genesis to define marriage.
3: Yes, Matthew and he defines marriage after being asked about heterosexual divorce, he reaffirms heterosexual marriage. Jesus was not making a comment about homosexuals or homosexual. But
2: marriages. he was making a comment about God's created order, and that was the point. And I just made a comment about God's created order and used the term, you know what it means, eterconegdo, the woman corresponds to, but is different from the man. That's the relationship that brings life. A male-male relationship does not is not capable of doing and procreation that. And I'm not, ta- I'm not even just talking and I'm not even just talking about procreation.
3: And what does life,
2: what do you mean by life? Well, there you go. If, if as a if
0: um, LGTV people um, suffer more chronic health conditions than heterosexuals, study finds. This is the University of Washington. Okay, so what James Wright said was actually true. Um, I can give you more statistics. Anyone can verify what he said. And it's, it's actually much worse than that. When you really get into the numbers and the data of... Likelihood of STIs, likelihood of HIV, likelihood of domestic violence, likelihood. Of, right, it's actually it's actually way worse than that. I got a whole video talking about that on uh, Patreon. You guys could check out, which we're not going to go into right now. Okay, I think if anyone just objectively listens, Brandon's arguments are not, in my opinion, they don't come off very coherent. Uh, the fact that he he summoned it to well, either Paul wasn't talking about that or. Paul is uh, patriarchal and he's wrong. Like, Or Paul was talking about that. Paul was inspired by God and Paul is right and God is right. Evan asked, do you think this was a fair discussion? Seems like two versus one. I, I, he agreed to it. So no, I don't think it was a fair discussion. <laughs> I, I just said that. <laughs> no, I would, listen, I would spend, if I ever had to debate James White, who's a a, a great debater, I would spend a ton of time prepping. And, and not just prepping, but like doing mock debates, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know what would possess him to go into debating James White and, uh, and Jeff Durbin. I don't know. I don't know what would, what would possess him to do that. I don't think that was very sharp on his part. Um, so no, I don't think it was fair. But I mean, he, he clearly showed up. Consider partnering with us for our online community. $5 a month. You get these replays of the after-party streams every single day. You get our podcast early before they go live and exclusive segments. You get access to our private discord and discount codes for our merch and a bunch of other stuff. So if you want to partner with us, it would really mean the world to me if you did for only $5 a month. So we can stay independent, answering only to you and never, ever, ever have to do a brand deal. Or make commercials like this. Our friends at
2: Cell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mud Water comes
0: in. True Classic has got your pack. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SameMind.com.
3: Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Objective credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. If
0: you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as five dollars a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after-party streams, exclusive access to our discord community, and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only five dollars a month.
1: Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn.